Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome back. I'm Sumitra Naidu and this is My Money and Me. My next guest is Violet Lupuana and she is literally our woman on the move tonight. She is the founder and managing director of Chumile Holdings, a transport and logistics company. Now, Violet started out back in 2012 when she decided to leave her job as an engineer for VW and take on the world of business, her own business, only to find out that it was hard as hell. A very good evening to you, Violet. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Mitra. I know, you know, we had a chat earlier and phew, the amount of struggles that you spoke about. Let's start at the beginning, 2012. What happened? I mean, how did you decide? I mean, you were an engineer, (laughs) you're working for a global company and you decide to take the plunge. In 2012, I decided after many months of thinking, I think there must be more to life than this. I think I want to pursue my purpose. And then I decided to register business as soon as it got registered. And then I left. I left knowing that I wanted to apply my skills to more than one organization. Because at that point, I felt there must be more to violate than what I'm being utilized for. So then I went out, uh, started a training business not with the right qualification and compliance things. I just thought I'll just go out there and start training people. And then there were no gigs. <laughs> because I well, didn't of course, do enough you just homework. thought, you just thought, <laughs> let me just go out there and start training. Yes, because I thought this is what I'm passionate about. I love it. And then I went knocking at doors. They told me, no, you don't have future accreditation. No, we already have our own training companies. And then after some time, I decided, okay, this is not working out. Let me rather freelance my skills. So the whole training company idea, let me put it on hold and get the necessary compliance mm-hmm. and then pursue just giving my skills. And then I worked as a freelance facilitator for various training companies until the one client that made me decide to go into transportation was when I saw an opportunity to provide them with transport services. And at that time, we had one taxi, which we bought out of necessity because I had debtors, I mean, creditors calling me every other month, every every other week, not even a month, asking for their money because I had debit orders when I left corporate. And so now from just the struggle of not having a monthly salary anymore to now starting a business, sometimes you have a gig, sometimes you don't have a gig. Yeah. And then we decided for cash flow purposes, Let's buy a taxi, put it in a rank, and we know that every day we'll have cash. And then at that point, then I saw the opportunity, and I asked for, for an opportunity to bid, and they gave me a contract until at some point I had an Eastern Cape-wide project. Even though I didn't have as many taxis, like I said earlier, that for any entrepreneur to succeed, you need the ability to take calculated risks. Mm-hmm. You need the ability to operate and to organize. So I organized with the different taxi associations in the different towns and cities. And then I pulled through that project and it was a success. And then every other time they ran that project, it's the NBA capacity building project. And then they gave me work every time. The profits from there, I bought more taxis. Violet, I want to 
I mean, you're making it sound like, you know, it was just one thing after the other and you're making it sound like it was seamless. You had this plan. But I want to backtrack a little bit. You left a cushy job. You were an engineer. You were earning a good salary. You left that. And then you told us that you had a mountain of debt. Did you have a plan when you left? Because there was no longer a salary coming in. What was happening in between? I mean, how did you build up this mountain of debt because you went into training? What happened in between there? Okay, when I when I left corporate already, like any other uh, professional, we all have mm. debit orders, right? Yeah. So I left, but I still had those debit orders that needed to be taken care of. So in my passion and excitement of starting a business, I thought I didn't anticipate that there would be months where there would be no selling. So I would dive in, started running a business that I'm very good at training. Let me go offer my services. Let me start a training company with the minimal knowledge that I had. And then to my surprise, there were months and months of no salary. And I felt the pinch. I mean, there's no salary coming in. There's no money coming in. And then you start a new venture and you need money for that. So how did you manage to, so you you got a few contracts and training, but it's still, you know, wasn't enough where you wanted to go. And then you spoke about buying your first taxi. I mean... Uh, buying a taxi is n- is nothing cheap. Uh, yeah. What was that like? Where did the money come from? Did you manage to save up? Where did the money come from uh, for you to start this business, the transport business? So definitely, I, I wasn't able to save up because there was nothing to save up. Mm-hmm. I just lived from hand to mouth. So we went to bank, to, like, with, yeah, we didn't know. So we went to bank, we got rejected because, of course, I hadn't been paying my debt service in my debt. And so now there was one company that could help people that had a bad credit history, and that is FA Taxi Finance. And so that was our only option because we wanted the cash flow. So mm-hmm. they gave us a loan, we bought a taxi, and they gave us a loan at 21%. Ouch. And because we were so desperate, we took it, and praise God, we finished paying that taxi this year only, when we bought it in 2014. Of course, because that's like cost plus <laughs> 10% or something. I mean, this is what happens when you have a bad credit record. You're paying exorbitant yeah. interest on these loans. Okay, so then what happened? I mean, I mean, accessing the finance is difficult. And I mean, if you're yeah. really, really desperate to access finance, you're going to take it, you're going to get it at, at a major, at a major cost. cost. So yeah. what happened from there? So from there on, uh, I, I, I did, so in my training business, I did some work with government, and then the one government client delayed paying me for about four months. And then from that point, I decided I didn't want to have any government clients. So I changed my focus to, to pursue corporate. So then, because I had to check at that time, I thought, okay, this money we're making at the rank, we're living from hand to mouth. Mm. I need a contract that will help me to make profit and to sustain the business and make it grow. So I went to Coca-Cola, I went knocking and knocking, I got turned back, we knocked again, like so many times, eh? And then eventually I got an email say, Violet, we have an opportunity for you. Come for a meeting, let's talk. And then in 2016, I got my first corporate client. And what, four, four years later, I now have 10 corporate clients that I do stuff transport for. I have hotels in my client list. I have... And I've diversified my business. So I moved from just the rank to staff transport, which is our big uh, best, uh, 
the bulk of our turnover comes from the staff transport. Mm-hmm. And then over time, we got opportunities to just start doing some shuttle work. And then we got a contract. Uh, well, the one government client we have gave us a contract for chauffeuring the government official ground. Uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, they have to. So from there on, we just kept on looking for work, looking for work. Then the challenge would be now having to access more finance now to mm-hmm. get more fees to service these clients. But because I'm an, 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 I'm an entrepreneur, I managed to organize. I managed to take the risk of getting the more work and then organizing for funding. So one of the things that I do in organizing for funding is actually write to a corporate because I know that they need to comply with BEE. Mm. And I know that there's some money that they must pay to empower uh, small businesses. So I approach corporates, whether they're my clients or not, even my clients they approach, and then ask for money or ask them to buy me more vehicles. And that's how, that's also helped to increase our fees. So others give us interest-free loans, others buy, give us grants, others just give us, well, discounts, maybe it's a, it's a vehicle manufacturer, and that's how we manage to grow our fleet and then grow our business. Again, Violet, you make it sound so easy. Afropolitans, my guest this evening is Violet Lupuana. She's a woman on the move. She is the founder and managing director of Chumile Holdings. It's a transport and logistics company. Violet, it wasn't that easy. I mean, what, I mean, tell me, uh, what are the most... Well, what is the one skill, I mean, that you... I mean, you had an education, right? You had... You, 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 are an engineer by profession mm. at any stage did you ever feel like this is just too much for me let me rather go back yes definitely like i said when i started it was an, a, a very steep uphill and with many months i get a gig and then six months would pass and then i get another project as a freelance facilitator even with the transport when you get the contract it would be one month and then a few months passed without any work and then another month. So from there, uh, I, yeah, then those painful experiences of, because, because I left corporate and I was still in debt, I had, I was even handed over to lawyers. So, and I remember the one, uh, the one time I had a, a sheriff come to my place saying they need to repossess my Mercedes Benz. And I was only left with 6,000 rents to take. So from an engineering salary to nothing, I couldn't even afford a lousy 6,000 rents to finish off paying my Mercedes Benz. So, but it's from those failures that I gained strength. So as mentioned uh, earlier, that most people are afraid to pursue their dreams or to live their purpose because of fear of failure. It traps so many people mm-hmm. from living out their, their lives to the fullest. So, but what I've learned through those tough times of no salary, sheriffs walking up to my place wanting to repossess my cars, wanting funding, no funding, wanting access to markets, market is closed. Through those painful experiences, then it taught me to to think of plan B, plan C, plan D. Until, and one of the things that I did because I realized that I'm an I'm an engineer. And I've never run a formal business. Mm. So I've, I heard of enterprise development programs. And then I signed up for a couple of them. And the Hope Factory was one of them. The Shanduka one was one of them. Uh, I did the Coca-Cola enterprise. Ooh, I've did so many enterprise development programs. Because I realized that it is very important for us as entrepreneurs to be on a continuous development program. So unlike professionals in corporate where their companies pay for them, now you need to pay for yourself. 
Mm. But luckily with the BEE Act in our country, there are companies that run these programs and then I took advantage of those opportunities. And that's where I learned the skills of how to run and manage a business. Well, what would you think, I mean, apart from, I mean, business, in, you know, it, it has lots of different workings that go with it. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you've, you've got to learn marketing, you've got to learn yeah. advertising, you've got to learn sales. I mean, there's so many different things that goes into business accounting, yeah. it goes on. I mean, what would be, I mean, you've gone for all these incubators, you continue to teach yourself business. What has been, uh, you know, the greatest skill that you've learned in this time? Yeah, the best one is the ability to sell. So I say sales, being able to make a sale, not just pitch, to be able to close the deal and get the contract signed. So the whole sales process, the ability to sell is the most important skill for any entrepreneur. In fact, not just for entrepreneurs, for everyone. Because if you think, coming to think of it, if you want to get your kids to eat veggies, you need to make a pitch. You need to sell to them the idea yes, of eating yes. veggies. So sales is an important life skill for everyone. It's, it's basically a life skill. But more so for you as an entrepreneur, because now there's no board paying your salary. Mm. You are now the one who sources the work. You are now the one who has to hire. So remember, <laughs> as an entrepreneur now, I come from engineering. Now, I didn't have any HR skills, any marketing skills. I didn't even know that what procurement and finance departments do. And I had to be all of that because I started off alone. And then as the business grows down, there's this HR, there's IR, there's recruitment, there's all these. So the, 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 the importance of enterprise development, whether it's a program or an incubator, is that that's where I got to learn the skills, the different um, sections of business and how to run business, how to pitch for work, how to close the deal. Mm. So that has really benefited my business and yeah. And I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking people. that must have been quite a different path for you because I mean, you're an yeah. engineer, everything is in your head and you're busy working out, you know, calculating this and checking this yeah. and, you know, you don't really have to speak to too many people about it because you know exactly there's a science to it. So yeah. this is a whole new ball game. So. You know, the other thing that we were chatting about, uh, you know, we often talk about, um, you know, a black woman in business and a woman in business, a business, and especially in a very male dominated industry. I mean, there's a lot more women that are in transport and logistics these days, but it is mm-hmm. still very dominated by men. I mean, yeah, that's true. So you find that trust. It's quite. It's one of the challenges because you because it's a male dominated. When they see you as woman, you we find that you have to prove or and over prove yourself because just from from sides like we say love at first sight, it's distrust at first sight because you're a woman. So, but then now um, in the in our country because of BEE and because um, the procurement people have to favor black owned and black women-owned businesses, that has really played, for me, I think that it has really played in my favor because I know the law, because I, I, I know how, to, and also the skill of, of selling. But like I said, that just because you're black, just because you're a woman should not be your unique selling proposition. Mm. So it's fine as, an, as, as a passport to access the market, but that shouldn't, then beyond that, you need to put in effort to make them keep you. So as a passport to enter, it's fine, but we, you, you shouldn't depend on that, your blackness or your being black woman mm-hmm. as the reason why people should stay in business with you. So that is one thing that I really got to my head today. It's fine, 
The BEE will be my access to the market. And I, and I said, it's only for those clients to which BEE matters. What about those that, client, that BEE doesn't matter? Yeah. Then that is why I said you need to be able to sell. You need to be able, yeah, to sell your business. And I suppose continue to educate yourself. I mean, as I understand, you're in Johannesburg at the moment. You're here for another program. You know, it's an ongoing journey. I mean, business doesn't just stop when you start the business. You're starting to make a profit. You continue to educate yourself in order to grow the business. And definitely, because when you start up, there's a a different level of education that you get. Mm. Because right now, our business is scaling. So at this point, it, it, because it's a new field altogether, there's a new set of education and skills that I need. That yeah, definitely that I need to grow this business. So, like I said, in any in any king horse racing, the magic is not necessarily in the horse, but the magic of whether which horse wins is in the jockey. So even when running a business, you need to realize that. Your business is as strong or as weak as you, the owner of the business. So if you, if your business grows faster than you, at some point it will shrink. So it is very important for us to, and I want to emphasize this because not very many entrepreneurs have a training budget. Like I have, and I have seen the benefits of actually taking money from my own pocket and paying for my training, paying for my staff to be trained. So as small businesses, you need to be aware of your different growth phases. So when you start off, it, and, and the, the, the mistake of cost saving also happens when hiring. Because you started alone and you have experienced struggle, even when hiring. Sometimes I found that in my early days that I hired poor because I thought I don't have a budget for the, for the skilled people or the experts. But over time I realized that by hiring cheap, it's actually more costly, more costly than getting the right skills, the right skills in the right position. So it's it's very important to be able to know yourself and also because others may consider partnerships, others may consider joint ventures. Mm -hmm. It's very important to also know yourself. So not just business development, but also personal development. I, I personally have a life coach and I have sessions every month. I go on trainings for myself. Besides the the, the, the the technical knowledge and training that we go to as a team, but even for myself, I make sure that I'm continuously being developed. I read books, I attend seminars, I would go to the other side of the world to just attend a seminar that I know that it's going to uplift me and build me and teach me whether it's a leadership skill, whether it's confidence, whether it's how to sell. Mm-hmm anything that will help to develop me as a jockey. Great. Uh, You know, it's so important to continue to educate yourself and take care of yourself and make sure that you're also remaining ahead of the curve always when you're in business to also remain competitive and stay on top of your game. Violet, thank you so much for your time this evening. It was great chatting to you. Violet Lopawana is the founder and managing director of Chumile Holdings, a transport and logistics company. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.